Stott, John Stott, as well as many other um, people. And it was, it was an amazing, amazing experience. And that year there were 17,000 of us in this, this giant auditorium. And back then they didn't have any, they, they only sang a cappella. Wow, yeah, it's kind of old school, but it was beautiful. We had 17,000 people singing these songs, filling this auditorium with worship and grace. But it was at that conference that I heard God clearly speak to me, because I was ready to go. And, 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 and then, as it is today, the Muslim world was like, they knew that that was the pressure point. And I was ready to go anywhere. God, send me. I'm ready to go. And it was uh, very clear. If I remember correctly, it was not in a meeting. I think I was going to a meeting or just finished a meal. And God told me, you're not to go. You are to send. It was one of those words that, was, that may have been audible. It was so clear. You're not to go. You're to send. And so from that point on, I've been sending. And that's my role in, in world missions, and I, I believe it wholeheartedly, even though I'd, I'd love to go. That doesn't mean I can't go on these little trips like this. <laughs> it meant that I was not to be a, a long-term missionary. Um, I wasn't to move someplace and resettle. And then there's another scripture kind of ties into this, or I, I'd like to tie it in. I think you can get the point. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth about his role and uh, some of the other leaders' roles, and then how... All of us as Christians, our, our roles intertwine. Paul says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? Apollos was another uh, major leader in the early church. In fact, he was known as a great orator. He could really preach a sermon. Who are these people but ministers to whom you believe as the Lord gave each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according his, to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace God, uh, of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation uh, can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And he goes on talking about how our works will be judged. The point about that verse that I want to highlight is that what Paul did and what Apollos did were completely different. And uh, every person has a different role to fill. And so... This ties into fulfilling the mandate to go. Paul would go to new cities where there were no Christians and preach the gospel until there were Christians. <laughs> and then he'd leave with the church and go to the next city and do it all over again. And he just kept going. And, you know, he reached, uh, at one point he reached all of that region of Asia. And he went up into Europe and planted churches in, in what is now uh, Turkey and Greece. And uh, some you know, eventually made it to Rome, and some think he went as far as Spain, uh, planting churches. And uh, our role as a congregation is multifaceted when it comes to missions. Um, I personally, uh, you know, a lot of churches 
do different types of mission work. And we have sent teams out. We built a house or two down in, in Mexico. The youth went down there and, and built a house for people. And that was great. How many were, remember that? A couple of people here were part of that trip. Um, but primarily, that's not what we do when, when we take a team out. Because I just don't feel called to do that. And if someone in the church wanted to assemble a team to go do uh, that type of work, that'd be great. Our South Carolina church goes down into Haiti and does a lot of that type of work, uh, ministers in orphanages, as well as uh, connecting with other pastors. What we do primarily when we take a larger team is prayer walking and intercession. And so we go into the, the least reached nations, uh, Muslim nations or uh, Japan frequently is the Anthony I went to. And these nations have very, very, almost no Christian presence. And when we take a team in to do intercession, where we walk and pray, and, and, and we have a team that will stop and just do worship in, in public spaces or in Japan in the temples and shrines. In Morocco, we would do it outside of the mosques, in the public squares, uh, at the government buildings. Uh, that prepares an, uh, a change in the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere, and it enables, um, it's almost like cre creating space for the things of God. And where we are, God comes. We believe that, right? And, and God inhabits the praises of his people. And so when we worship and pray, uh, wherever we are, God fills that space. And then we have uh, direct reports from the long-term missionaries that go and live there that they have greater fruit from this after a team comes in and does that kind of work. And in many of these nations, they actually don't want uh, the long-term missionaries don't want short-term teams coming in because it often just causes them to get harassed by uh, uh, the community or the authorities. In Muslim nations, we can't make any contact with uh, long-term missionaries or existing churches. Uh, we, uh, I have a friend who is Egyptian, and the first thing he told me the first time, I told him our story about going to Morocco, and he said, oh, I made a huge mistake when we come out to Morocco. Morocco is a Muslim nation in north of Africa. He said, we had a, we had a pastor's gathering, uh, and I forget how many, 30, 60, 80, I don't know. Uh, pastors showed up. <clears throat> we did these meetings. He said, the day I left, they were all arrested and thrown into prison. Nothing will happen to them. So now, now he, he learned from that, and he's, he's much more clandestine. And so, <clears throat> so it's a very valuable thing. What this trip is a little different. Our primary purpose was to support the Sagers, who are long-term missionaries in Japan, and the Gordons, who have been in China for almost 20 years and now are in Thailand. They're continuing their work in China, but they're living in Thailand with the intention of starting them. They've already started. Yeah, I can say they've started the church. <laughs> uh, so we were there to support uh, them, to encourage them, I kind of think, this, just as I was preparing to, to explain this all, uh, I was thinking, it's kind of like the the, uh, the the pastoral epistles, all right? Okay, so the writings, you know what the pastoral epistles are? How many How many don't know what the pastoral epistles are? How many? Yeah, so, so like most of you didn't raise your hand that you knew what the pastoral epistles are, and only two of you raised your hand. So, you know, I'm like, let it be, let it be. I don't even know what <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right, so they're the, they're the letters in the New Testament that were written to pastors. So Timothy, Titus, uh, uh, right? Um, Philemon. So these are letters written to someone that's out there doing the work. So, so we went to encourage the people that were out there doing the work. And um, I think it was really beneficial based on the reaction uh, that we got. All right? So we're going to go through day by day uh, and kind of share how we uh, went and then what we did to encourage the church and the pastors that are, uh, are working out there. Obviously, it is a long trip to get from here to Japan. Here, here is a car. They're driving on the wrong side of the, of the road. And we kept yelling at them. But <laughs> so, and I got to drive too, actually, which was a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Because uh, I got my international driver's license. So it is a long way. Uh, Japan is 14 hour time zones different than us. All right? So it takes a long time to get there. We left. Uh, Monday morning, we didn't arrive until 4 p.m. Tuesday, their time, and uh, the saviors picked us up and uh, took us right to their, their city. That was all-nighter number one. All-nighter number one, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a major, I don't even know how many hours of travel, because it was 4 p.m., but remember, it's 14 hours different, so if you do the math, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So on Wednesday... They have an outreach called The Gathering. And uh, now the Sagers have made a long-term commitment to reaching the nation of Japan. And the way they're doing it is they've started a church in a small city in, uh, it's called the Izu Peninsula. It's about three and a half hours southwest of Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo is the largest city on the planet. Uh, and uh, But they're not in Tokyo. They're out in the, what would be considered the countryside. That's actually a view of their city. Uh, and it's just a small town uh, for Japan's standards. And um, what's, what's important is that for uh, when Dennis first arrived there um, almost 30 years ago, no, no white person had ever, uh, no Anglo-Saxon person had ever been there. Like, on a daily basis, people would just stop in the street and stare at him. Because there is absolutely no reason for a Westerner to go to this town. It's just all Japanese. Um, although it is kind of a, a tourist attraction for Japanese because there's hot springs there. So um, the gathering is uh, just a, a, an open meeting that they have every Wednesday. And it generally attracts uh, other housewives. So the men are all off working, and then they use it as an opportunity to teach English, but also to build relationships. And Anthony jumped right in. I mean, the first morning we were there, what, what, what was going on at that table? I think I was dazed and jet-lagged. There <laughs> <laughs> was a room full of Japanese women that all wanted to ask very simple questions in English to test their English, so I just sat down and, you know, started talking with them. And it was a lot of fun, actually. They gave me interesting snacks, soba noodle crackers. Oh, yeah. They were, that was worth the whole trip right there. I was already, I was already thinking I've got my money's worth. And uh, yeah, I just bantered back.
Association and made some friends and later got invited to dinner from one of those ladies at the very interesting spot. Uh, it was a good connection point. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great because uh, Anthony jumped in and was talking. I actually stood back. He was having a good time. And, and they have a, uh, an intern uh, serving with them, the, the Sagers, who's from Florida. And so she was helping translate. So they're teaching these people English. But the people that came were non-Christians and building relationships that, as Anthony mentioned, later that week, they asked, they actually contacted the Sagers and asked to take us to this very cool restaurant, uh, sort of restaurant. Yes. Hard to describe. Shack in a rice field. Shack in a rice field <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and their husbands came. Yeah, their husbands came as well. And so reaching Japanese men is the hardest thing to do. Dennis has actually done a great job in Sagers over the years uh, seeing Japanese men who come to Sagers. But it's, it's culturally the distance between uh, Japanese men and, and Western Christianity or Christianity at all is, is vast. And so um, just the relationship of sitting around that table and making jokes even though we couldn't tell the same language. I mean, we got the language. I think we were the joke. Really. I think we were the joke. And then we went to a, a restaurant, Jim Curry, it's a great restaurant, and we went to, there's going to be some pictures of this, uh, Shizenji Toko Temple and Shrine, and did some prayer there. So the Shizenji Toko Temple is a temple, it's actually technically in the Sagers town, although it's a bit of a drive, and uh, it's a, I, we were, I was there with the team when it was celebrating its 1,200th anniversary wow. as a temple. And so you can you can just imagine how long uh, these people have been worshiping, and, and um, it's called Shuzenji because that's the birthplace of Zen Buddhism in that region of Japan. And so a monk that was teaching Zen Buddhism came and established a temple. All of ja the, the the national the historical religion of Japan is Shinto which is only practiced in Japan, and it's ancestor worship. Okay? They believe that the spirits of their ancestors uh, continue to live on, and they have to honor those spirits in order for the afterlife for their ancestors to be good, and then those spirits will influence them. So it's, it's really a form of animism, that Shintoism also believes that there's spirits in trees, in rocks, in everything. <clears throat> so it's, it's a form of animism, and... Uh, ancestor worship. And so you have a, this strange mixture. Every Japanese is Buddhist. Remember which one they're born? They said they're born Shinto, married Christian, and died Buddhist. Yeah. Because you're born into the Shinto tradition. Because of the generational. But everybody wants a Christian marriage, is the thing. So you get married Christian. Because it's cool and hip. But the Buddhists control burial grounds. The Buddhists own the graveyard. <laughs> Seriously. It costs $30,000 to have a funeral. You have to pay in cash. Yeah. And later, yeah, they don't let them do that. So, um, yeah, and it has to do with all of. So they 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 practice a very they live a very um, you know their belief systems are all entangled. But the, the bottom line is it's just like America, and that most people are secularists. They're just out to make money. They have a house. 
to feed their kids, to have clothes. They don't give that much thought. We've actually asked people in the temple. They go to the temple and bring an offering. The offering might be a cabbage, seriously, okay? Or a can of beer. It's the most common. You saw it in my set. Yeah. <laughs> they put a can of beer on, the, on their grave uh, of sites of their ancestors. This is very common. Or some other kind of offering. And we ask them, what God are you worshiping? This is where the temple was. And the person looked at it like, what are you asking? What do you mean? And why are you here at the temple today? Oh, we come every Thursday. It's the tradition. It's the tradition. Well, what, what are you doing here? Well, we just come. We leave an offering. And, you know, that's, they, they couldn't answer the why question because it's just, it's like well, why a lot of uh, people in traditional churches will go to, you know, why, are, why do you go to Catholic church? Because like, you know, my parents took me. So this is the first, this is Wednesday on the way to the gathering. And you can see that uh, they're a little ahead of us in the, uh, oh, it doesn't shine on the screen. Isn't that crazy? They did it on the front of the screen. That's weird. Uh, there were flowers, right? Although it was about the same temperature, about 60 degrees, 50 to 60. But it doesn't get super cold there. They see snow only once every two years. Um, and there were flowers out, and the woman greeting us. This is on the street going to the, to the gathering, to their church. I didn't take any pictures of the gathering itself. But uh, uh, after the gathering, a bunch of the women that were at the gathering, they're at that table back there. They wanted to, they heard we were going to this restaurant, so they all came to <laughs> So it's kind of fun. That's, that's curry. It's so good. Japanese curry is a little different than Chinese curry. Um, and then uh, this is the curry. This is Anthony. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy. Was it good? It was a great trip.
next closest is Seoul, South Korea, which has 25 million people. So think of like 10 million with all the right there in Seoul. What a place to reach the nations if they're all there. All right, um, so we uh, this is just going around Tokyo, riding the subway. Good experience, how was that? It was pretty awesome. <laughs> Very busy. This is just outside. We were about to go in. And I think we weren't. Yeah, we weren't in. We were about to go in the best sushi place in Tokyo. Uh, which is really cool. I think that's sure. after the homeless guy showed up. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were. Yeah, we're just on the street. This random big guy with neck tattoos comes up and starts talking to us. And he's like, "Oh, I'm having trouble with his wife, right? All this stuff." Yeah, he was an American.
they don't come back and raise supports like uh, like Gordon's and other more traditional missionaries that went there and built the church. And they have a church, but it's small. Uh, it's larger in Afghanistan. It's about 50 or 60 people, which for an indigenous church in Japan, it's one, and I've talked to other pastors and churches in Japan, um, it's one of the largest. You'll have a larger church in Yokohama or Tokyo, but it'll be mainly Westerners working in, in Japan in this one church. So if you go there, maybe you see that leader. It's a big one. All right. So that was Thursday. I'm just getting to Yokohama and then up into Tokyo. I'm getting back. It takes hours. It's a long way. It's like going to Chicago. Friday, I better speed this up because I'm going to get through the next two. <laughs> we tried the mountain. So, um, so this is the mountain, but we took a different route. <laughs> Chicken. Second mountain, and that's the Pacific Ocean, the Bay, um, 
only mode of transportation. So you'll see like a husband and a wife and two kids with groceries on one person's scooter. And you may also be smoking a cigarette in one hand and texting. We saw that going 60 miles an hour. Yeah, and they're just flying everywhere. Um, so uh, this is the Gordon How this Tim Gordon, Samantha, uh, Tim. Yeah. Let me just tell you, we definitely encourage the saviors. I got feedback from other people in their church. They come up and say, "Oh, man, thank you so much for coming." The saviors just the different people in the year. It just lifts them up so much. Shop surrounded by prostitution. Yeah, uh, we, went, we went in the 
this one shop, and uh, Samantha is talking to the shop owner, and the shop owner said that she'd been there 30 days, bought their shop, and it's been there 30 years. And so it's just a regular shopping place. Well, right, ne right next door, inches away, was a bar filled with prostitutes. And so in Thailand, unlike China, China actually has brothels for husbands, okay? Uh, in Thailand, bars will have prostitutes that sit at the front of the bar and wait for a job interview. And it's like, what, what are they doing? So they're just setting up. Some of them, there were so many of them, like you wouldn't be able to get into the bar. They actually were lining up in front of the bar, so they actually couldn't get in. I don't know what the game plan was there, but there were like 10 of them. And you literally have to walk past them. Yeah. And and several times, if I lagged behind, um, got separated from the girls that we were walking with, the prostitutes would grab me. Mm. And say weird things. But there were also these bull shops. And of course, we were prayer walking. We were interceding. We were walking these streets. I pray out loud in the And then Samantha and Maggie would actually so when they, when they would start talking with some of the girls, we'd come up and also talk and get free and opportunity. And we're just, being, just befriending them and, and finding, and they do have uh, found girls that want to get out of that sex trade. Often they're there because they have no other option to make a living or their families have sold them. The day before we arrived, a 16-year-old girl who wanted to get out had already asked Parents got her and sold her to a pimp for seven hundred dollars. And so they're off. She's gone. They're out. She's gone. They don't know where she is. Seven hundred bucks. Her parents sold her out. Uh, and that's the culture that the Gordons are saying. And we now are coming alongside, partnering with them and saying, let's build a church that can offer a better future for those kids. Right. So that's what the street looks like.
no, 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 but I like what you're doing on your grand arm, so I think we might have changed his evening plans. Yeah, I actually, Savannah was, what was that about? That was weird. And I, came, I said, I, I'm pretty sure that he, he was in the picture. Yeah. You know, he was probably going, we don't know, but he was at the street where you go to get water. Mm. And here we are seeing yeah. worship. Mm. And he stopped. Mm. He couldn't stay in the trial, but he was like riveted. And he told us a lot. Mm. So maybe, maybe, maybe you got more of him. I don't splash the soap. Yeah. 
everything Liz except God. And he actually grabs her and sets her on his lap. Okay? And they're just plugging and keeping her on and right there in front. It was weird, man. It was I I to this moment I cannot understand. Like I could understand maybe a guy finding a girl that is attractive and you know for a one night stand, but this girl was she looks sick, yeah. But this, and then what I think it reveals is just the abyss that these people are in, that they, they violate what, what will be a normal person considered wholesome and healthy or even attractive. You know, I have one. All I know is it stunned me, and I watched for probably at least 30, 45 minutes until we left. We finally got there, so they hadn't gone to the back.
like six pork satay strips for twenty bucks. Oh really? Yeah. So ten bucks, pretty expensive for, ten bucks. for a giant roach. Oh yeah, hundred bucks. Oh. <laughs> Seventy cents. They grow all day, though. So this is Sunday morning, um, uh, and it's a long service because they, they sit through it in the afternoon and then they have a meal afterwards. And, and there was about 20 people there, which was actually quite a good turnout. Uh, the first meeting they had 40 people. This is their third monthly meeting, so it's just getting started. But what was really exciting was that uh, Andy and I, when we were going door to door,
about it. So we got to Bangkok from Chiang Mai, which is an hour, and we had like hours in the Bangkok airport waiting for our plane to the wrong city in Japan. And then we had to fly to Hanada, uh, which is a different airport than what we had, our hotel was booked at, about 60 miles away, but I knew how to get there. Um, and so we landed, we had to take a taxi cab. Uh, so the hard part was, after 42 hours, yeah, it was a 300 hour taxi ride. Uh, 42 hours, my credit card wouldn't work. And I accidentally only took one credit card. And that, uh, and, so I'm and then my phone wouldn't work to call the credit card company, because the number couldn't be dialed from a mobile phone. So that was really stressful. We finally found the ATM and got some cash and paid the doctor. Um, it was very stressful. But uh, now we're back. So. And then we got seven hours of sleep and then we had another all night. Well, that's true. We had seven hours of sleep in Tokyo, then we got up and then we had a 30 hour trip. It's about 24 to 30 hours of travel time from the time you leave the hotel to the time you get home. Uh, and you got home Thursday? We got home on Wednesday. We left Japan on Wednesday afternoon and arrived in Minneapolis. We left at 5 and we landed in Minneapolis at 3, two hours earlier than I left. It was a long day, let me tell you. Because <laughs> you go back in time, you cross the date line. Uh, that's why it's so long. But it was a great trip. The amount of ministry that we did was really substantial. When you consider the gathering, the encouraging of the saviors, the other pastors in Japan, the Sunday morning service, the Sunday afternoon service, the intercession on, uh, in Japan over the city, especially for the mountaintops, and then in, in Thailand, just building, really laying the foundation for this brand new church and imparting uh, encouragement to the Gordons as they start this whole new phase of their life, um, uh, ministering to the street people um, that are caught in prostitution and then whole thing, the ministry, I don't know, tons. It was one person after another, too many stories to tell, uh, and then doing the Sunday morning service and praying and Thai uh, and blessing them when we travel back. So it was a great time. Thank you so much for your support. We're in addition to uh, um, the church uh, raising the money to for the uh, travel, we were able to give both ministries a significant cash contribution that blew them away, and both of them were struggling financially. Uh, Saviors had the worst month that uh, they can remember, and our financial gift, you know, enabled them to pay the bills, basically. Uh, and then the Gordons, uh, you know, we gave them a good chunk. The amount we gave them, in uh, once you converted this to bot, well, yeah. probably, I don't know how much it would be, but it's really a dollar.